money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. You say that with <laughs> such a big smile. Because you're making me laugh before the show even starts. You and Dan are causing trouble, man. Well, what can we say? Thanks, Dan, for being here. This is the show where we talk about the hard issues of money, and sometimes we make you laugh around I, that. You certainly do. Sometimes Isn't we make you cry, good, uh, but sometimes yes. we make oh, yes. you laugh. So if you haven't caught the show, there are a number of ways where you can catch the show, morethanenough.ca and chri.ca. Those are the two websites that uh, we we have where the shows are all archived. We also are on your favorite podcasting for, uh, platform, uh, Spotify, on uh, TuneIn, on iTunes, on Google Play. And uh, so we are... Well, we are excited. I, I think we're excited about this show. I think so. I mean, I uh, it's actually the back to school show. And, um, and, we and, have, and we're, we have we're putting a, it ahead of time. Like we're giving at least six weeks before school starts so that you can start thinking about school, which nobody wants to do. Everyone's on holidays and no one wants to think about school. But we want you to start get thinking about the costs that arise in September around school. Mm-hmm. So that's what and we're going to talk about today. And we have a sponsor yes, we, who specifically, yes. they want to remain anonymous, but they specifically said, we want to sponsor the, the back to school show. And we said, wow, okay. I so, know, it's pretty cool. So this cool. is a family and, and they yeah. want to sponsor the back to school and this show. Fa- and I know I can't say their na- na- names, but it's really great. We're just grateful for families and mm-hmm. people Um I get regular emails from some of you, and um, it's just really encouraging um, mm-hmm. to, to, there, that you're a voice in our midst that says, keep going, mm-hmm. don't stop doing what you guys are doing at More Than Enough and helping people and uh, trying to direct people to Christ and the heart and talk about the heart issues around money. So which is what we're going to do today with the practical, because mm-hmm. we love practical stuff too. And yeah. I can say that I like practical things now too. She says that with a smile. I do. Um, so we just, we're just, again, grateful. Um, and if you're interested in sponsoring or partnering with us to bring this show um, on the airwaves of CHRI, um, just contact our office mm-hmm. and we can, uh, we can talk to you about that. Anyway, so this week we're talking about back to school what things cost and preparing for those costs and tied in with that. It's like this interwoven web, which, which when we talk about money, that's why we call the show. Let's talk about money because talking about money is important. Mm -hmm. We strongly believe that you need, we, Dave and I, our family, our kids, we need to be having conversations about money, about what things cost, not to have a heavy on your kids and say, well, we can't afford that because we Mm -hmm. stop saying those things. We want to change our language and help you change your language so it's not a defensive, offensive conversation, especially around school, especially around activities, especially around clothes. So what I'm, and I'm going to preface as, as we get into the show, I want to tell people. So after 17 years of homeschooling, um, 
we have decided to put our youngest in school this fall for the first time. She's in grade two. And already she's anticipating when we're going school shopping. So already I'm talking to her about her expectations. Well, what do you think school shopping means? What do you think? She's thinking about pencil boxes at the moment, not you know, iPads and stuff. But And again, we find that kind of interesting it as is parents interesting. because we have had four kids who have been homeschooled and never gone shopping. Super. Well, they, maybe they bought new pajamas for <laughs> for school or something. I don't know. But the, the reality is, is that hasn't been part of our, our no. even our culture at home. Right. Where this, but certainly so now we're our youngest pre- has picked it up yes. from somewhere and said, well, if I'm going to school, I, yeah, she I wants a backpack shopping. and she gets a lunchbox and they're like, what does this mean? And mm-hmm. so we're having conversations and talking pretty openly about it. And we say, well, we have so much money to put towards this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you might hear some no's from us, mm-hmm. but she's seven and we're just working through that. But before we go there, I do want to read some verses that I picked that are about conversation and how we speak to one another because this these discussions in families can be quite explosive if we're not careful so one in james 1 verse 19 says know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to hear slow to speak and slow to get angry and as parents we have to be careful that even though we've got our ideas about how much money we have or how we're going to spend our money that we listen to our kids and if there are any kids out there listening It goes the same way. You might have ideas about what you want to see happen in September, but you need to listen to the heart of your parents and and what the practical um, uh, issues are around money. Another verse is Colossians 4, verse 6. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Mm -hmm. And I love that one because God gives us wisdom of how to answer so as we're having conversations about money, about uh, expectations, about activities that kids want to be involved in, that we want to be seasoned with salt. We want to be gracious um, in, in how we speak to one another. And I'll just read one more. Uh, Proverbs eighteen thirteen says, if one gives an answer before he hears, it's folly and shame. And I find this in our family of seven people. Uh, soon to be eight people because our daughter's getting married. Um, We all love to talk and our dinner table is quite noisy. And sometimes I'm like, can you just someone just speak one at a time? You know, can can you listen to the person next to you before you answer them? And that's what this verse is given. If one gives an answer before he hears, it's folly and shame. So when you're having conversations this summer around the fall and what the plans are for school and activities. I think the modern translation of that verse is, yeah. do you want some water to wash your foot down with? <laughs> don't, don't stick your foot in it. Yes. I, I think that's the modern translation uh, I have another uh, another quote that's come to mind in in terms of that and that, that's a, not from scripture but from George Bernard Shaw and he said the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has occurred mm-hmm. and I love that uh, idea that you know what yeah so often we come away from a conversation or we come away from a discussion and then we go all right so did I hear? what you were saying and did you hear what I was saying because uh, you know there there seems to be a disconnect between I just thought I told you to go and do this thing and then you 
promptly went out and did that thing, whatever it was, right? And so recognizing, I, I think George Bernard Shaw summed that up quite nicely. I, and here's a practical tip. If you think someone has said something, you can actually repeat back to them and say, okay, this is what I heard you say. Is this what you said? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes what a person thinks they've communicated and then how we hear it are very, I mean, that mm-hmm. happens all the time in marriage. And in particular, this happens in families when we talk about school and expectations. So, okay, we're going to d- dig in a little bit more to this. So one of the things that we, in a sense, setting the foundation is, is you really have to know um, what's gone on in the past, right? And, and because we are creatures of habit and we are, we want to do the same thing. So if we did that last year, you know, if we went on a holiday last year, then we want to go on a holiday this year. If we went to grandma and grandpa's for Christmas, then we're likely going to do something like that at Christmas. So th- there is, in a sense, a little bit of an organic Okay, this is thing what that this is what we've done. So, so uh, are we doing are we doing it again? And I love that question. I love the I love the question to sit down and say, "So, are are, are we going to do that again?" And if so, then how did that work last year? And when this is the nice part about money is I can go into my bank account, I can do a summary of how much groceries I spent in the last six months. You know, most of our banks now have some sort of Ah. system that itemizes or gets you close. And you can say, okay, in the last six months, I spent $6,000 on groceries. And you go, okay, so when I am doing groceries and I'm out doing it at $100 or $150 a week, I don't really think that, wow, that was $6,000 that I spent in groceries over the last six months. Um, And the same with, you know, September. So if you just take your September bank for last year, and if you can even go back the year before and just say, what were my expenses in September, October? Just Mm -hmm. what were my expenses? Mm -hmm. Just grand total. And then, you know, again, if you have the ability know, to graph then it. And pull but, yourself up off the floor yeah. <laughs> when you've actually like that. I mean, this is really. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. We spent, you know, and, and you know, if you compare that to what income came in during those months. I know. It then gives you a really clear picture of, oh, just as a global kind of big picture, we spent $10,000 in September. We made six. What happened there? Well, those yeah. were all the things that start up the school shopping, the, the, um, you know, whether it's the kids are involved in school. Um. Well, we finally, after all these years, finally mm-hmm. did this for dance because we have three uh, mm-hmm. children who dance. And int- I know you're probably all dropping your jaws because dance is never really cheap, but we've, we finally put a num- round number to it for the entire year and have now started planning a little bit better than we have in the past um, for those expenses. But and in some ways, we're doing this show at the end of July in the summer and there's, you know, a few weeks left and really maybe we're a bit late even in, in this discussion. <laughs> we, but we did have that discussion. We should yeah. probably do the Christmas show now, yeah. you know, just I'll throw that in, yeah. you know, start throwing money. This could be September or Christmas. <laughs> it yeah. could be. But I mean, you might as well, since we're here, you might as well start throwing some money in an account for your Christmas gifts so mm-hmm. that it doesn't come across as an emergency mm-hmm. that you have to pull your emergency fund to pay for. Anyway, that's an aside. Mm-hmm. But um, looking at 
we've had to do that with our dance expenses and different expenses. What is happening? And they happen every year. As long as you have kids in school who are in activities, this is it's it's not a surprise mm -hmm. that the school the, the fees come up, that the dance fees start, or that hockey. Maybe you've already paid for hockey in mm -hmm. July. Mm -hmm. That that's a possibility as well. But the reason we're having these conversations is partially if you realize you are short on funds, what choice are you going to make? And this is always a dicey one when it comes to people that we help. Mm -hmm. How do you say no to your kids? And, and, the, and we as parents don't want to say no based on our finances. We want to give them every opportunity because there are so many out there. So how do we do this? Do you, like, is there wisdom for this? Well, and, and there's, uh, you know, what you've just articulated is, is the rub. There are so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. There are so many great and incredible and wonderful things that we can get involved in, that our kids can get involved in. And again, when we look at it, we say, you know, when it comes to sport, any sport, it's good for our bodies. It gets us out. We learn competition. We learn teamwork. We, I mean, we learn all those things. Uh, absolutely true. But from a financial standpoint, if we're, we don't plan it well, if we don't in a sense, be a little bit strategic. And, and this is one of the big things when we talk about money on a, on a, a bigger picture. We have to be strategic mm -hmm. because there are so many opportunities that we have available to us here in North America. I mean, this is part of the dilemma that we have with the advent of technology where the world literally comes into our homes and our mm -hmm. kids can see and experience places and and uh, uh, just go on YouTube and search seven cool places to go in the mm -hmm. earth. And, and you'll find seven cool places or 10 things that you must do before you die. You know, like <laughs> the, there's all those things going on. And so that messaging is going on all the time. And again, there's, there's a a subtext that comes into play that says, well, we should be able to do it all. Like yeah. we should be able to give our kids everything. Um, and I think this particular conversation, when it comes to the kids doing and, and experiencing uh, sport or extracurricular activity, you know, sitting down with your child and having the conversation first, what are you passionate about? What do you really like to do? Let's be strategic about investing what we are. Think of it like investing money into something that, that your child actually is going to, to, to grow and articulate. And, and as they're teenagers, there's a little bit of exploration there. There's a little bit of, well, well, mom and dad, I don't really know. Yes. Well, okay, let's try something. But um, here's another thing that, so, so you sit down and you, you you got like we really encourage family meetings around mm -hmm. these things so you sit down and say okay this is what's coming up even if you're at the cottage and kicking back you mm -hmm. know one family meal around the fire pit one night well, mm -hmm. although i guess we're not supposed to build fires <laughs> but maybe after this week we'll be able to um you know you have your your conversation and you say okay what do you want to do this fall and then the kid starts our children start rhyming off like all the 10 things that they've always done. Mm. And now you're starting to think, you know what? I, 
you know, as I get older personally, I don't have capacity to drive them everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, the more kids you have, the harder it is. And, and how, what's reasonable for your family? And you have to be honest with each other about those things. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard for your kids to hear, you know what? I just don't know if I can drive you everywhere. I'm not, we're having those conversations now mm-hmm. with our son and daughter. Uh, about how do we do this? How do we take you to activities? You know, when we work and we school and all of those things. And so there, and there is a couple of things here mm-hmm. in terms of we don't want to neglect putting into context the value of you know if we say you know we spend as a family about ten thousand dollars on on extracurricular activities. And again, if you're a single income family or if you're a dual income family, it doesn't really matter. But recognizing that, let's say you're a dual income family and, um, and, and you're saying part of the reason that mom is working is, is because we want these extracurricular mm-hmm. things for you. Um, and so rec- just give, putting some value on that stuff for your kids in, in a language that they understand. Your mom is gone five days a week because she's working so that we can accomplish or we can go do these things where, again, there's nothing wrong with the extracurricular activity. But uh, sometimes I wonder if our kids wouldn't rather just say, well, if it meant me not doing that extracurricular so I could have mom or dad home more, I would choose that. And, right. and well, and ha- those are pretty serious discussions that. But we as uh, parents put that pressure on us. Well, right. we don't even ask the kids which. What, what do they want? What, yeah. what really, you know, would you rather have mom home more and, mm-hmm. and not do whatever extracurricular? And these conversations are maybe ongoing ones. And as they grow and change, you're going to you're going to be having them over and over again. Mm-hmm. What What's important to you? And you know what? A lot of times they may not know what's important to them. They don't know what they value. And I know we've gone through that with one of our, our mm-hmm. sons, you know, trying to figure out what he loved. And then he randomly picked a dance class and he loves it. So like that one, mm-hmm. like a, he's a hockey player too. He does both. But um, but not minor hockey. And this reminds me of another story we have. Years ago, our oldest son's uh, Zach at one of these meetings said, I said, I'm not sure we can do dance and take you to hockey and do musical theater and all that. And he said, well, if me not doing hockey means Hope can dance, I'd rather see her dance because I know mm-hmm. that in the end, there will be more added value. He said this as a young kid. There will be more value to her dancing long term than me playing minor hockey because yeah. I can play in a family league and get my hockey fix. And that was shocking and beautiful to hear. And, of course, not all our kids say those things, but he he already I think, saw. I think, we, I think we have to give the opportunity for, yes. for that to happen. Because, because our kids parents, might surprise us. As parents, we're putting this pressure on us that, that we have to. And, and again, I remember with, with one of our kids where we got to the point, we said, listen, we're willing to invest in, in the, the activity, the sport, um, but we also – see this in you in terms of of your artistic and and 
Why don't you choose one for a year? Why don't you just, for the next year, it's one or the other and, and see where that ends up. It's not that you'll never do, uh, you know, organized sport again, but that, you know, at this year, well, do and that. I think there and that is, really changed the trajectory of... of, of you know, his, his, he, yeah. al- he always blames us uh, for not knowing enough about sports because he picked musical theater. But, you know, well, we'll just let that one slide. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in the end... Um, there is pressure on us financially and with our time and how many of us are frantic families. Mm -hmm. And that is a question you have to ask as a family. Is this what we want to be living? Do we want to be living a frantic family Mm -hmm. life or do we want to have more embedded times of rest and movie nights and game nights and walks in the park? And if that's what you want and you talk about it as a family, then maybe some of the activities and the expectations have to go mm-hmm. for, for all of us, mm-hmm. like not just the kids, but for the parents as well. You know, so, and, and again, sometimes that's, uh, you know, even vacation and you say, okay, so we're, we're involved in organized sport. So as a family, guess what's going to happen is, is if that's a travel sport, if you're going, or, you know, across the province or, you know, regularly a couple times a year going with this, then guess what? Your holiday is, is, the- is wrapped around the sport. So are we okay as a family to go to this hockey tournament, watch our sibling or want to play? And, and that's, that's, that's our the vacation. Because we can't do it all. And it because goes back. Because we can't do both. It's, we'll go, it goes back to what you said, that belief that we can have our cake and eat it too. And mm-hmm. sometimes we just, with the statistic out there, and, and are we okay the, with that as a parent to, well, do, to say but the same thing? going in debt for it and not planning for it. Like all of these, you, you, the planning and intentionality of money, sometimes it's exhausting, but it's so necessary or you just slide into trouble. Mm-hmm. And then you realize years later, it's not what you ever really wanted. And so now that's what we're encouraging you today. Sit down with your family and start having these conversations. What's important to us? Mm -hmm. What are our priorities? What does the Lord say Mm -hmm. to us for Mm -hmm. this season, for this year? You take one year at a time and and see what he says. I, I can't encourage you enough to start having conversations with your kids around and their expectations and their desires. But that you start showing them and being transparent and say, well, this is actually how much money we make. This is what we pay for groceries. This is what we pay Mm -hmm. for this. And and you do the math. And and sometimes, again, a a pie chart works good with that Mm -hmm. or a graph or or, but recognizing and where we started, where, you know, we have to listen. We have to listen to our kids and hear what they're saying. We also have to recognize that there is a significant amount of listening going on from the culture and pressures that mm. this is actually, you know, if I'm not wearing this type of clothes, that pressure is, is on our families. It's it's in our culture. It's uh, And so recognizing that we hear that in our kids, that we hear that in, in ourselves and say, well, yeah, I, uh, you know, I like nice stuff. Yes, great. Nothing wrong with liking nice stuff, mm-hmm. but at what cost do you want to, is there a different way that we can do this? Can we get creative? Can we, I mean, some of the best ideas we've had in terms of family stuff has, has come from our kids and we're, you and I are looking at each other going, 
why didn't we think of that earlier? And like, <laughs> how, did you just say what I think you said? Because Reb and I never really articulated that to each other because yeah. we were scared to. Know. Uh, you know, and here's, you know, one of our children pipes up and says, well, I think we should do this. And everybody agrees. And you're like, I know. Okay. It, I just open the conversation because it might surprise you and you might end up having a beautiful discussion about what really matters to you guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't say it enough. And it goes back to listening and how we speak to one another. You know, little tips. Don't tell your kids you don't have the money for something. Mm -hmm. Just say, you know, we have so much money and it goes for all kinds of things. Let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. Let's let's figure it out. Can we can we take money from somewhere else and and say no to something else so that we can do this thing? Mm -hmm. And and it's okay to have those discussions. And it's I think for me, I had to get over um, the fact that um, there will always be more opportunities. There's always another month or a year. There's always another. I, you know, I think sometimes I I had had lies as a, a young mom. I've been a mom for over 20 years. So, you know, I was believing lies that, oh, if we don't do this, they're not going to be this. Mm-hmm. If I don't give them this, they're not going to have this. If I don't do this, they're not going to be well-rounded citizens. Mm-hmm. And I just realized by the fifth kid, it's just not true. Yeah. There's always time for more. There's always time. And, and not everybody thinks like me, obviously, good thing. But that's what I had to overcome mm-hmm. in my thinking. And that manifests this. itself out in where we started with... September is coming uh, for most Canadian families. That is that's as expensive as Christmas, you know. In a sense of things get geared up, and and we, you know, and so we come off our vacation over the summer, and and again a few more extra nights out to uh, for dinner or out to get uh, um, ice cream, or you know, again that that's great. That's part of the summer environment, uh, and then September hits, and it becomes a financial emergency, and and we're struggling. To and a little bit of planning, a little bit of stepping back and saying, well, let's just look at what happened last year. We can anticipate the same kind of expenses this year. So again, if if we spent ten thousand and we made six thousand, then I need I need to have four thousand dollars stuck somewhere to draw from so that I can mm-hmm. uh, I can that make thing. that happen. And if we don't have it now, then what are we going to do between now and September to at least minimize? Well, and that? I just want to speak to one thing quickly before the show ends: is that we have fear about facing mm. the reality. So we have fear looking back to September because we, in our gut, know that we really don't have the money, or we we think we don't. Mm-hmm. And I just encourage you, don't be afraid of this. Mm-hmm. Um, have conversations. You will be amazed at what will happen. And then I want to encourage you to pray together as a family. If you are f- people who follow Jesus, you know, sometimes it's a little awkward. You think, how do we pray with our kids? But you know what you say? This is important to us. We're not sure how this is going to happen. But you give it to the Lord and you find out what he says. And he's a don't forget he's a good father. Mm-hmm. He gives good gifts to his kids. And sometimes it's a no for now. But he he also um, is a God who loves to bless. But maybe he sees uh, that that our running frantically needs to stop mm-hmm. and we need to, to grab a hold of the reality of where we're at financially. So, Father, I just thank you that you love us so much and that you give us blessing, but that you do want us to face where we're at. You want us to 
share these opportunities with our kids um, so that we can grow together and see your hand and and a more we're more aware of your hand at work in our lives. I pray that you would give us grace to speak kindly to one another and to listen to one another as we plan our school years this year. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, here we are, the end of another show. This one is uh, maybe touched a few few places in terms of ouch, right? You know, again. Uh, just practically face those finances. We like that acrostic mm-hmm. that says financial awareness creates empowerment. And this is definitely one of those areas where, you know, the math and the numbers can really help us to, to communicate well and say, we're not making this up. There's no guilt or no shame, but we maybe can't do the same things we did last year, this year. And so we have to just roll with it and, and see what happens uh, as as. Or you might find you do. Or you might find you do. And that's fun too. Always fun. So thanks for joining us. And thank you for our partner. Yes, I was Uh, just going to say. I know. Thank you for our partner who helped uh, uh, bring the show to you today. We're grateful to them. We are so grateful for all of the the partners that we have, both the ones that sponsor the show and and just send emails and and stuff that encourage us. us. It's such a big deal. If you need to see an archive show, morethanenough.ca or chri.ca, all the shows are there on on the, uh, the web. And, of course, your favorite podcasting platform, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, um, Google Play, all of those you can find. Just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And while you're there, leave a comment. Really appreciate that. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.